Thank you for listening to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Sign up to our Patreon to receive bonus content, live streams and our weekly newsletter with money off books and museum visits as well. Plus early access to all live show tickets. That's patreon.com slash we have ways. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? (laughs) Well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts. Achtung! Uh, welcome to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Um, this is our VJ Day special. Um, well, no, it's not our V. It's been. It's the last. It's our actual VJ Day. VJ Day special. Yes. Isn't that right, James? Yes, it is. It is. This is. This is going to be coming to you across the airwaves on yep. Saturday, the fifteenth of August. Yep. Seventy-five years on from the day that the Japanese threw in the towel. And the Second yeah. World War officially came to an end. And that's a big yeah. old thing. And I think, in a way, VJ Day should be bigger than VE Day because it's when it all comes to the, comes to the, kind of the end. And also, as we've been discussing a bit, it's the moment... Well, what is going on in the Far East has such an impact on what's happening in the first months in the European well, war, a, war of 1945. And, and not only that, here's a difference that um, I've been pondering on, is um, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, Germany has lost the war in 1943 and Japan has lost it in 1944, let's say, right? But the war doesn't end until 45 in both cases. And there's a difference between defeat and surrender, of course. So the yes. Germans in the First World War surrender, but regard themselves as undefeated. As a result, they get locked into this thing that they aren't going to surrender 
no. even if they've been defeated. And the Allies get into this thing of, we, we're going to make them surrender, and if that means we actually... We're going to make them surrender. That's what we're going to make them do, yeah. even when we've defeated them. Because you could, from the other point of view, the Allies in '43 could have said, "All right, Germany, you know perfectly well times up. Regime change, please, and and maybe we'll maybe we can sort this out." If you see what I mean. Yeah. Japan, on the other hand, Japan, on the other hand, does surrender, even though it's been defeated. Because what doesn't happen is the Allies don't have to take Tokyo. They don't have to decapitate the the. Japanese state the way they do in the West. They don't do their invasion. So VJ Day is simultaneously, obviously, really, really important because then what happens in the following months in the Far East, and then you get you get the, the end of these all these end, end of empire cascades in the Far East, the Dutch East Indies Empire collapses, the French um, uh, um, uh, Indo-Asian Empire collapses, the whole thing. But what you also have um, is that the VJ Day should be celebrated because the Allies avoid having to invade Japan. That's a very, very good way of putting it. I hadn't ever quite thought about it like that, but I think you're absolutely spot on. I think, you know, there should be, there should be surrender. Yeah. There should be a collective sigh of relief, shouldn't there? That's a, that's exactly what it is. And when you read again, when you read, I think it's quite interesting because when you read about, you know, um, and Robin, Robin this week on the podcast, which was just wonderful. And, and thank you so much for those because they were amazing. And I want, I want the rest of his saucy songs. I want the... Um, uh, <laughs> he's a rather special fellow, I've got to say. Yeah, he's the, he, he's the gentlest, nicest, most lovely person you can meet. He, he's got a twinkle in his eye. He's, he's like, like all that extraordinary generation. He's learned yeah. humility. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I just love that kind of... You know, there's so many of those Indian Army officers... Who've had Gurkhas and and you know Punjabis and and so on, uh, and sort of Assam rifles and so on. They've all been kind of sort of serving underneath them. They have so much respect for them, don't they? Oh yeah, I mean and, he was. I thought was just, you know he was a, he was an absolute prince, and um, his his recall was extraordinary, and his sang froid was extraordinary. And I, I mean, the, I think that, you know, it took lots of things away from it. But the thing I, the thing that I really, that I really loved hearing him say, he says, well, the thing is, when you're a lieutenant, when you're a subaltern, and you're told you need to take that hill, you don't know why you've got to take that hill. Yes, you've just been yes, told to take yes. that hill. You don't know you're, you don't know if you're on the end of the line, the middle, the, the, you don't know if you're the relief. You don't, you just, you're told... Your company commander comes and says, get, 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 take that hill, please. That's mm. what you do. And, you you know, and that, that story of the, um, when they're putting into deception and he doesn't know because it's not his, it's not his to know, is it? And it's he, just and, amazing. And it is amazing. And I think, I think again, and, you know, because we, we, we obviously, we talk, you, you, because, because history allows you to do this, you can, you can know what Slim knew. And then you can see why Slim's doing what he's doing. But if you're Robin in 1945, you don't know what Slim knows. No. Or, you know, well, that Kahima, hill, that hill was to do with Kahima, wasn't it? And, yes, it um, was. Yeah, but you, and, and, but you, and, know. And, you know, you've, especially so that that is a leap of faith, considering what has oh. happened already in Kahima. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. I mean, I, but just, I thought, but fascinating. But, but I thought he was. He was fascinating. And, and he said, you know, great cheering, the, the cheering that went up when we heard that they'd been defeated, uh, that they'd yeah. surrendered. Yeah. And it's and it, I think I think it, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because they're 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 two different stories. VE Day is Germany is politically decapitated by boots on the ground in Berlin. Yeah. Hmm. The German government kills itself, essentially yeah. decapitates itself. And 
and the war ends. Whereas in whereas in what happens in Japan is the government... Hirohito stays emperor till 1984 or whenever, 89 yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. And the, and the, the government's the government's decapitated, but the but the head of state remains, and the and the and obviously they have to they have to figure out what kind of government's palatable to the Americans or do do, do as they're told basically. But they surrender, and it's yep. um, I think that's really really that's re- the the. You know, for all the Japanese fanaticism and for all the preparations they're making for the invasion of the South Island and the, and the blood curdling threats they're making and the way they're getting the population armed and the way they're mobilizing them and the way they're preparing like an enormous fleet of kamikaze aircraft yep. and yep. small boats and all that sort of stuff. They nevertheless, they, they, they get the message in a way that the, in a way that um, Hitler and his crew don't. And I think VJ Day should be, it should be, you know, and obviously there's been, there's been, as ever, editorial and comment about, you know, the atom bomb, the atom bomb in the papers this week. Yeah. The atom bomb is unforgivable and all this sort of thing. Well, I know, but and I, I saw I that. Did know. you see, there was that piece, wasn't there, in the Observer, the commentary piece yeah. on the Observer, which was sort of, you yeah. know, I mean, I do read The Guardian and the Observer, but it's exactly the sort of piece you'd expect in The Guardian and the Observer. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it just is, isn't it? Uh, and it well, was sort of, you know, it was... But, but again, it, it's sort of lacking that kind of ability to, to put yourself in the situation of those who are making the decision in 1945. And I was, I was thinking yeah. about it after we talked to John McManus. I was thinking about the Battle of Peleliu and how awful Peleliu yeah. had been. Yeah. And then you have Iwo Jima... And then you have Okinawa. So what you've got yeah. is these very clear cases of each of these little individual battles getting yeah. worse. And there's, and there's a link, which is each one is getting closer to mainland Japan. And it yeah. doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out that the closer you get to Japan and then on to Japan, it's going to be truly horrific. So if, yeah, yeah. if, if, if Okinawa is as bloody as it is... And that is that is part of the Japanese sort of home islands, yeah. albeit be yeah. one that's only been Japanese since 1860 or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, and one in three Japanese civilians are getting killed as a result of it. Yep. Clearly, invasion of Japan is going to be every bit as horrific. It's going to be... It's uh, going uh, to as be. The, the, the kind of sort of biggest doomsayers are fearing. And even yeah. the biggest optimists are, are, are accepting that... that an invasion of Japan is going to take the war into 1946. It's going to involve potentially millions of people dead on both sides. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, uh, and the, the other point is, is for, for, you know, I understand, you know, what we were talking about, about uh, with Mike Nyberg earlier on about uh, a few months ago, a couple of months ago, weren't we, about um, yeah. back in June, and he was talking about, about Leahy and Leahy saying that, you know, just the principle of using the atomic bomb shouldn't, should, you know, it meant that it yeah. shouldn't be used. And yet, imagine you're President Truman, and it gets out that you have this weapon, and you didn't and you use, it, use it, and lots of Americans get killed. You know, hundreds of thousands, if not half a million, if not a million Americans get killed as a result of it. Yeah. You know, they, they, I mean, that is, well, that is the decision-making process that rests on your, on your well, shoulder. And, here's, and it's very and easy for, a, for an observer commentator... 75 years on to go, oh, it's appalling, it's terrible, they should never have done it. I mean, you know, you try being President Truman. Yeah, but, 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 but here's another thing. President Truman is a First World War veteran. He fought in 1918. Yes. And the division he was part of was literally halved in casualties in its first proper encounter, if I recall correctly. Right, right, yeah. So you have a man. Now, 
We've talked about steel, not flesh. Yes. It's the British, the British attitude, and obviously it informs the American attitude that they sort of take on as well. Here is a man who knows exactly why they're doing steel, not flesh. Yes. Because he's different to Roosevelt. After all, he's a soldier. He was a soldier in the First World War. He's a colonel. And he's a, so he's thinking at it from, uh, from the po- soldier's point of view. And he, his, his, his First World War experience is, is, uh, is of horrendous slaughter of of American soldiers. So he's, uh, 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 you know, and I know, of course, the atomic bomb is the end of, is the end of the long, long 19th century, if you want to look at that, like that, or the end of the end of the pre-modern world or whatever, and the beginning of the modern world, the beginning of the atomic age, or what do you want to call it? But he's looking at it from the point of view of a 1918 battlefield, which is what, exactly the same thing that informs the British high command in the way they've decided to fight in in Normandy, which tells me, I think also that had it been available for dropping on Berlin and things hadn't been working out in France, in northern northwestern Europe, the Allies would have used it on Berlin. Oh, but, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Exactly. exactly. And I think also but, but you po- also have to remember that Truman is a Democrat. And part of yeah. the whole democratic thing has been isolationism in the 1920s and 30s. And it's kind yeah. of sort of, you know, yeah. it, it, it's... it's we're not going to do big military anymore because when you do big military, you get caught up in terrible wars that kill lots of Americans, and let's just not do yeah. it. And you know, yeah. and so yeah. so that is also infusing his yeah. mindset. I have absolutely no doubt at all. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the panacea of the Second World War is is one bomb maximum strike. And, and, and just yeah. to go back to the Dams Raid of 1943, one of the yeah, reasons yeah, that has same. such a powerful psychological effect on the Nazi High Command is because suddenly you've got a very, very small number of Lancasters. Not hundreds, not three and a half thousand. You've got 19 coming over, of which a number don't make it. So I think it's only, I can't remember how many it is, like 11 that actually drop the bomb, the the bouncing bomb that caused all the damage. It is two, it's it's, well, it's it's four bombs that cause the damage. One on the Myrna, one on the the Ada, and two on the Zorpa, which cause cause enough damage for it to be completely drained and rebuilt. So, So four bouncing bombs that cause... That amount of damage and that amount of cost, and, and by today's standards, seven point six billion pounds worth of of repairs. Yeah, and, and the reason it upsets the, the Nazi high command so much is because they're thinking, crikey, if if a small number of Lancasters can cause that amount of damage, rather yeah. than hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, yeah. this is the We're dawn of trouble. a new age. We're in trouble. Yeah, and of course, that is what everyone is trying to do. That is attacking, attacking enemy targets with with bombs they're trying to reduce the number of bombers it takes to cause the maximum amount of effect and suddenly you've got yeah. the ultimate panacea in the um in, in the, in the atomic the, bomb the atomic you bomb. know it's one yeah. bomb one plane effectively yeah and, and you know whatever you say about the atomic bomb it has never been used since yeah you know it has given us in europe and certainly most of us, you know, we have, uh, our generation has avoided being embroiled in a kind of a big war like previous generations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't well, yes. I mean, that. this is, but this is, of course, that, you know, uh, uh, the, the asymmetry in the world is that it's afforded us that it's afforded us peace. I um, mean, Europe, Europe peace and the superpowers peace, but, but plenty of, plenty of places in between that aren't protected by that because, of course. because the, because the stakes aren't geopolitically high enough is what it is what that comes down to, which is a, which is after all legacy of Second World War, one hundred percent that we're still living in. So when people say, yes. "Oh, why are you interested in the Second World War?" I say, "Well, because if you want to explain anything that's going on right now, 
here's here's how the here's how the the the, the, the cookie has crumbled since then as a result of those events. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I the thing is also I, I don't I don't cast the finger of blame on you know if you're questioning the morality of the atomic bomb, my, my blame really goes to the imperial Japanese because. They're the ones that are protracting the war that they can't win. They're the, you know, I mean, even after all yeah. the, the appalling firebombing that, that Curtis LeMay yeah. unleashes with his B-29s, they're still not surrendering. Even though no. 88% of GDP is being devoted to defence and, and, and yeah. millions of Japanese people are starving, they're still not surrendering. Even after yeah. the first atomic bomb is dropped, they're still not surrendering. You yeah. know, the Allies have been crystal clear in the Second World War. You stop the war and surrender, we'll stop dropping bombs. And you know yeah. what? They do on both occasions. Well, yes. And, and of course, and the interesting thing is that, 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 that even when they're doing that, though, um, the American, and it's the Americans really have made this decision. They don't know if it's going to work. Um, the, 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 one of the things we look back at now, of course, is that it worked. So were they right or wrong to do it? Well, maybe you could argue in a utilitarian sense that seeing as it worked, yes, they were right to do it. Imagine they'd done that and it hadn't worked. Your, your then what, um, you know, in your counterfactual is colossal because do the Americans then, because they're still, they're preparing for the invasion of the Southern Island. They're lining, they're, they're amassing their shipping. They're getting their, they're getting their, um, you know, uh, they're figuring out what on earth to do about, um, the, the, there's been a change in the Japanese Air Force to, 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 by wooden biplanes which can attack at night and which don't come up on radar and don't set off proximity fuses. So they're trying to figure out this sort of this sort of detail for how they're going to actually get an invasion in successfully. And that the, the, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, we have regular listener Ernest Malley to thank for this because we've both been reading Hell to Hell to Pay, this yep. extraordinary book. Well, you've been reading it. I've I've had a sort of I've got it on your recommend yours well, and Ernest's recommendations. And, and I've, I've had a flick through, but you've been reading it properly, haven't you? So you're ahead of the well, game of me on well, this. Well, sir, first of all, uh, well, not first of all. I mean, this book goes all over and he, and he starts with what the GIs have been told, which is to expect half a million casualties. And he says that w- w- when, when and there was a controversy about the Enola Gay being um, put in a museum and there was a lot of, and, and these, these veterans put their hands up and said, well, we were told, we were told it was going to be half a million of us killed. So, um how I feel about it is philosophic, but relieved, you know, that, that this, yep. ha- that this bot weapon was available. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and so he goes into why they thought that and it's in the newspapers. It's in, it's, F, it's, it's a piece of information that's, that's completely abroad. And then he looks at the, 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 the casualty estimation that Truman had done when he got, and he got Herbert Hoover out of tr- retirement. So he had someone with presidential authority to ask questions and find the estimates of the, of, 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 of casualty projections for an invasion of the South Island. Right. So there's that going on. So he looks at that. And then you've got the, the stuff like these wooden suicide planes and the, the problem with the proximity fuse that will that, that's a radar-triggered fuse. And the Allies, for the first two years they have it, will only let, only let their navies use it overseas so that the Germans can't get their hands on it Amazing. and figure out how it works, right? Because it's so secret. And I think they spend... I think the proximity fuse is one of those things they spend as much money as the atom bomb on developing. Wow. You know, it's one of those okay. yeah. one of those allied mega weapons like the um like the Norton bomb site uh, yeah. Norton bomb site as well. So but then you've got he talks about the organization of blood, right? How you organize the blood for the invasion. Blood replacement for the GIs and the Plasma. Marines who are pla- well, 
plasma and blood. So there's so there's there's plasma that can keep you going, and there's blood for when you need blood. Right. And blood lasts twenty one days, right? And they know they're going to need blood on D plus two because someone can be kept going for two days on plasma. But on the third, uh, they need blood. If they're really in trouble, you need blood in the battlefield by that point. So they've got hospitals all over the US running blood drives. Right. Right. And then and then they're they're, they're shipping it as quickly as they're flying it mainly. Uh, aircraft doing three refuel hops all the way over to um to, to lose on and places like that to, to to have the blood ready and then they're bringing it forward and he points out that there's there's a thing they haven't thought about which is they've got one big blood ship per beach and what if the japanese hit that wow. then what wow wow and wow, because wow, the wow. shipping the shipping at okinawa has been proven to be so vulnerable to kamikaze because kamikaze you know they press the attack they, they, they don't, they're not worried about um getting away yeah and the and the japanese have also decided they're going to just to turn over everyone who can fly to kamikaze when the moment comes and they're going to use every aircraft they've got when the moment comes obsolete trainers flying boats wooden aircraft particularly and the and the germans the germans had sent the japanese bits of mosquito in a u-boat for them to look at so they could figure out how to make um uh, aircraft with a low radar signature without aluminium and the japanese lost the Japanese lost that shipment. It got sunk. I think it was on a U-boat or it was sent in a, you know, but, yeah. but they were being sent bits of, 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 of crashed mosquito to look at so they could figure oh, out the glues and the, yeah. And so they're, they're preparing for this thing. And so basically he says, so this blood system is incredible and the scale of it is amazing and the harvest, the, what they're managing to achieve and how much blood they're getting in. It's got to be fresh because it only lasts 21 days and this whole thing. Mm. And then, but the problem is, is one ship offshore and what happens if a kamikaze, it won't just be some other LCT going to the bottom. It will be a thing that means how do you, how do you then process your wounded? What on earth do you do next? And he, and he says, when you look at the, you look at the sheer scale and then the, and the, uh, of the American preparations and then the Japanese preparations in, in return. And also these decisions are all happening day by day like this. I mean, so the other thing is with 75 years reflection and hindsight and all that sort of thing. Well, you know, um, maybe they maybe they got it wrong. But, the, but as they as he as the this author, well, the, it's not just the author, but the people talking about this in the book, they're saying these decisions are coming at you right now. There's there's no time to sit back and ask a philosophy professor or an ethics professor, but also, you know, but it, but it, but if you think it's, I mean, if you think it's, it, it is I mean, defensible to send over B twenty nines and firebomb Tokyo, then it's not a big leap to do the atomic bomb. I mean, if you think no. it's defensible to go and uh, destroy one in four people in Fortsheim, then it's not yeah. indefensible to, to to drop an atomic bomb on Nagasaki yes. and Hiroshima. I mean, I, 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 I just, I just think, you know, with so much of this, I mean, I don't, I actually. I suppose if I was really forced into a corner, I, I would I would say you know, I, I can see the sense in sending the sending the atomic bomb, however however horrific and awful it is. Yeah. I suppose what what I what riles me is this idea that that some political journalist who knows diddly squat about history, who knows nothing about these huge responsibilities and decisions that are being made. I mean, crikey! I mean that that point about the blood is just fascinating. Is sort of grandstanding about morality you know yeah. it's just it's just it, it, it's ridiculous because they're doing that from the comfort of the 
23rd well, decade well, of the 21st century, which well, frankly is a bit of a mess anyway, as far as it's panning out so far. Um, we're just going to take a break right now. Um, <clears throat> we'll see you in a tick. Welcome back to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. We're talking about VJ Day, and we're sticking to the subject for once. Let me just find this, because uh, uh, in Hell to Pay, there's a bit where the... the, the uh, I'll never find it. Anyway, there's a bit where the, one of the Marine... One of the, there's a Marine Corps officer who's going through the orders that were put together for, uh, I think... Um, uh, I can't remember which corps it is, what they're going to do to land. And he, and he goes, hang on a minute. It says there's two towns that they're going to try to reach, not to reach, Right. So the second wave right. is basically being landed on the is going to be landed on the supposition that the first wave has been completely wiped out, and that and that they're looking at the, this, this mother of battles um, uh, thing, and that you know that 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 what you have is is the Japanese would have interlocking, self sufficient battalion sized positions, each one of which would need winkling out from the coast to the mountains. And then you've got to get through the mountains. I mean, it, uh, you know, after all, the, the, I suppose the, I suppose if you're considering this, the thing you can never be sure of is, would the Japanese have resisted the way they said they would? And this is, after all, the estimation that Truman yes, and Co. But, but this is, have to make, you know. But this is the same principle as, as kind of, OK, so what, you have to make your assumptions on what you on what, know. What's in, what okay, you know, what yeah, you what's know is that the Japanese are preparing for it. What you know yeah. is that at Peleliu, at Iwo Jima and Okinawa, it was an absolute total bloodbath. And yeah, what yeah. you know is that the closer you're getting to Japan, the harder and more vicious and more kind of brutal... More committed it's uh, going committed to be. Yeah, yeah. ...become becomes the Japanese defence. I, I don't... Yeah. I, you know, if it was the other way around and you went, actually, no, it's all going to be a cakewalk, you know, you'd... Then there really would be hell to pay, wouldn't there? Because, you know, it's yeah. just... You can only make these assumptions on what you know. Yeah. Uh, and what yeah. you do know in the summer of 1945, in July and August 1945, is that previous experience tells you it's going to be totally, totally horrific. Yeah. And, yeah, if, yeah, and yeah. If, there's a, if there's a weapon that is going to kill 100,000 civilians, but is going to save 1.9 million... You'd have well, to and, say. Well, and the, but, well, and the, well, and the Japanese, the Japanese are even estimating if it costs us, if it costs us twenty million, it, it'll we still won't have been beaten. You know, the, 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 I mean, obviously, one of the things the Japanese are quite clearly doing is they're doing this so that the Americans will go, all right, all right, um, you, this war ain't worth the candle. We didn't mean unconditional surrender. Fine, let's stop. Um, uh, and and so so that of course is that that is that is the that is the grain of doubt you can entertain as to whether they've actually gone through with this. But like you say, the last the the last and it's Okinawa in particular. This last encounter that has just happened that is absolutely blood blood red fl- fresh in on the very mind. day that VE Day is is being yeah, yeah. celebrated and commemorated in yeah, yeah. back in yeah. in New York and London and yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. So VJ Day should be massive sigh of relief day. I think is what we're is what we're saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just I, I also think that that you know what what's been so fascinating about about doing these podcasts this week is is that you know you've been reading Hell to Pay. We've had John McManus. You know, these are people who have studied this in in absolutely forensic detail in a yeah. way that the vast majority of people simply haven't. Yeah. yeah. And, and I suppose my my kind of gripe is. Before you start coming down 
with a kind of sort of hard and fast judgment on this, do a little bit of background reading first. Hmm. Also, I mean, uh, uh, the, the, the thing, you know, the thing I often take from re- reading about the Second World War is, thank God I've never had to make any decisions like this. Yeah. Oh, Christ alive. <laughs> I mean, how you, how these, I mean, obviously, you, you can see why Eisenhower smoked four packs, packs of cigarettes a day. Can't you why just? Roosevelt... Why Roosevelt dies of exhaustion um, and ill health. Well, Churchill the, the, nearly does about three times. Yeah, exactly. Why? Why? And why Hitler? Uh, uh, you know, conversely, in fact, why it kills Hitler? In, in essence, he's a complete ruin by the end of the war. You could, you you know, I mean, not that he has my sympathy, but but um, but you can, you, you know, th- these decisions, these appalling decisions. And again, you know, we 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 often we talked about MacArthur with. Um, with John, we talk about the the people making these decisions and their personalities, and uh, clearly the sort of psychic and psychological damage that having to make these decisions uh, involves. And John Keegan famously talks about the sort of carapace that uh, uh, um, that a general has to develop, like a tortoise, to keep the to keep out the the, the sort of the barbs of the decisions and the errors he makes, all this sort of thing. And I, you know, you think. I, 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 you know, thank again, as I say, ha, thank God I've never had to make any decisions like this. Thank God I'm more worried about, um, you know, uh, uh, where we're going to have dinner this evening. That, that's yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Well, I know. That's about know, as know. heavy as it gets today, you know. Yeah, and, that is and, true. And, and I think, you know, and from listening to you talk to Rob, I mean, it's been interesting because we talked to we talked to Robin this week. So someone who someone who can tell you how relieved he was. Yeah. That 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 the war had ended. The and and also and, a very humane man, I have to say. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. he he he's a yeah, you know, he's a he's a he's a philanthropic well, fellow, and he's well, a, well exactly. You know, he's, a, he's a lover of humanity. Yeah. But then to but then also to talk to John. Uh, uh, so you've got that historic, complete overview and detailed overview about exactly what's going on and what they're getting ready for, and what the Americans have, have uh, uh, you know again they've just been through. I mean, I think maybe, you know, maybe part of the issue here is that, you know, the Forgotten Army, uh, I mean, you know, they're remembered for being the Forgotten Army. Yeah. Uh, and then everything else is east of that. And it's the Americans. And it's, you know, no one likes the Americans. They boo hiss, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it, it's got that in it, which is why I think it, it's sort of fallen off lots of people's radars. Although obviously not lots of, lots of our regular listeners and followers who know tons about this and know tons about how how these battles ran and how 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 extraordinary the effort to get to vj day was i mean one of the things that just really really strikes me about all this is just the unbelievable level of organization that has to be done and if you think about normandy you know i mean when i was doing all that work on normandy i was just blown away by the kind of the complexity of it of that operation you know just putting a man in a landing craft and that is literally just the start of it and actually, yeah. you know, obviously I've just been doing Sicily and, and it's the same thing. You know, you're just totally in awe that anyone manages to get anywhere well, near a beach, let alone then follow it up for the next 38 well, days, and, and 77 and, days. And, and don't forget, of course, Overlord Normandy, that's, that's a shore-to-shore landing. That's not an ocean-going fleet. That's my point. But anything in the Far East, anything in the jungles of Burma, you know, anything in, in Imphal or the Arakan, and anything on some tiny atoll in the middle of the Pacific, let alone Okinawa, you yeah. know, which is so many thousands of miles away from the kind of east, the west coast of the United States. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. just begs belief. I mean, it really does. And I, I, I just, I, I think it's, I think the, the tragedy for all those who took part 
is that you know, to, as, you, as you say, you know, when we think about kind of Britain and, and the Far East, we just think of Slim and we think of Forgotten Army, and it's ridiculous that they're, 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 the thing that the Forgotten Army is best known for is being forgotten. Yes, <laughs> you know that's yeah. ridiculous. What about the actual battles? But you know, forget about. Yeah. Let's forget about forgetting them. Let's yeah. concentrate on actually what they did. Let, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. let's let's take note of the fact that two hundred and fifty-two thousand Burmese civilians were killed. Which yeah. is which is more than the, the combined cost, civilian cost of the two atomic bombs, just yeah. in Burma alone. You know who, yeah, yeah, who yeah. gives who gives the Burmese civilians that died more than even a single cursory thought. Yeah, you know when when we're kind of thinking about how we should be commemorating VJ Day, you know it, it's important that you kind of appreciate that the Second World War is a is a world war. It's not a yeah. war against the Nazis. It's not, you know, it's a war that, you know, I just, I just felt so ashamed that I knew nothing about the role of, of Filipino guerrillas against the Japanese. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it just sort of made me realise there's still so much work to be done. James, you have a lot of work to do. Yes. My work's <laughs> not I, finished. But, I'll be like Mozart, thing, I mean, kind of sort of sweating <laughs> at my table, kind of busy, trying to write my 110th book but, but, I mean, before Robin's I, going, I, I but, collapse in a heap. But Robin's, I mean, the other thing is, it's not just the home island invasion that, 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 that Jap, Jap, Japan's surrender. And to come back to that, you know, my initial point, they surrender. It's not just that. It's Robin then doesn't have to invade Malaysia and take Malaysia yeah. sanger by sanger, ditch by ditch, yep. ridge by ridge. Yep. Right. And and they don't have to they don't have to do that in Burma and they don't, you know, they don't have to finish in Burma. They don't have to. They don't have to take Hong Kong street by street. They don't, you know, all the all this stuff they would have had to do. It's, you know, it, yeah, yes, the, obviously the, the the headline is the main the mainland um, invasion of you know, the South South Island of Japan. That's the headline of all this. But it's everything else. It's it's you know because I've you know as we talked to John, you know, MacArthur's not having the British along to um uh yes. to the to dealing with mainland japan but we've it's not like we haven't got tons on our plate anyway yeah, yeah you know we've got, also, we've got a fair bit to do it has to be said and also and also what's coming and also you've got uh, you know an army demobbing in britain or wanting to de the european army thinking well i only signed up for um the Germans, thank you very much. Yeah. You've got a, you've got the Americans. I mean, the other really interesting thing that that he points out in this this book, and I, 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 you know, and obviously I'm going to read some other books about this, not rely on the one, but he talks about the American casualty spike in the summer of 1944 because suddenly the U.S. is committed in a way it hasn't been before. Yeah, it's committed everywhere, it's, isn't it? Because it's, it's committed everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. It's committed everywhere. It's committed. Fighting fully in the Philippines, in Nor- fighting in Peru. Fully in Normandy, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And they get this sudden they get this sudden spike. And then politically they have the difficulty that they need to raise their replacement rate, recruitment recruitment rate to a hundred thousand men a month. And the the politics on that's really difficult. And they know they're gonna need an army with something like three point eight million people, and they think it's gonna take them eighteen months to finish Japan if they invade Japan. And the politics of all that and the casualty spike means that, you know, it's the famously the thing where they're still put, they're still using Purple Hearts that they made for the invasion of mainland Japan because they had so many Purple Hearts made, they had too many left over. Yeah, amazing. Right? Uh, amazing. Hundreds of thousands of Purple Hearts left over because that was, that was part of their casualty calculation. 
which is ama- which is a- which is absolutely amazing. And and obviously the British then the British then immediately the, you know VJ Day again we talked with John the other day VJ Day may well be the end of one thing but it's the start of everything else. The the British you know you've got the Korean War very shortly after this. Yep. You've got. The, the Malayan emergency, um, dealing with the communists in Malaya, mm-hmm. and, yep. and, and then and then obviously the, the, the you know the disintegration of that part of the British Empire into Malaysia and Singapore or whatever, or the liberation and of the independence and Burma and, and all India. this going on and, and Indonesia and and India you've also and, got the job of rebuilding these countries because don't forget you know it's yeah, not yeah. like like they surrendered and then we went right you're on your own now chum I mean yeah. you know the Marshall Plan for rebuilding Germany West Germany. Um, the huge rebuilding effort that went on in Japan so that, you know, by the 1960s, by the 1960s, Italy, West Germany, Japan, they're all kind of thriving as industrial nations again. You know, yeah. they, they are rebuilt. And obviously the legacies are kind of, of back. Of, yeah. they're, they're kind of back, you know. I mean, obviously the, the long-term effects of, of, of Hiroshima and Nagasaki are considerable. But yeah. it's not... It's not like going into Iraq in 2003 where we go, you know, where Donald Rumsfeld is going, we don't re- do reconstruction. They, you know, they bloody yeah. well did do reconstruction in the 1940s. Yeah. And yeah, took all that exactly. incredibly, incredibly seriously. And, and yeah. you know, that should be remembered. It's very easy to kind of criticise the Americans. It's very easy to kind of sort of come down hard and sort of go, they were anti-imperial and all the rest of it. But flipping out, they paid a price. Yeah. And yeah. I know they also gained a lot as well. I get that. But, but, but... I don't know. I just, I just, I, mean, I just feel that people talk about about the Far East and the Pacific, um, with a sort of making pronouncements with a sort of staggering lack of knowledge and understanding. I suppose that's the point. I know we all well, do it all the time. I'm, but, I'm but, certainly a member. I'm certainly, I'm certainly guilty as charged. On well, that one. no, because you're, you're not really because you're you're doing a lot to learn a bit more about it. And, and I just think you know all this stuff is so nuanced, isn't it? And and to yeah. sort of you know I, that, I've got. I'm not going to lie. That, that piece in the Observer got on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not sit on the fence about this. Well, I well I thought well that this is but, but you know you could have timed your watch by it, so I I wasn't kind of. I didn't go any. I, did, I didn't go any further. No, but there's been a lot of this recently, hasn't it? The kind of stuff about the Bengal famine, there's all the rest of it, yeah. and stuff about it, and you know Churchill being a racist and all the rest of it. There's, there's just, you know, people are looking at it through the prism of the third decade, decade of the 21st century, without the curiosity to kind of look further afield and understand well, what they're well, saying. But well, when they make these present these pronouncements, that's well, my point. And also, well, also, I mean, here's a here's a here's a thing maybe that that you you touched on that. Rumsfeld and the Iraq War. One of the things that the that and in the two Gulf Wars, this actually the two Iraq Wars. One of the things that the Allied armies made damn sure they did was didn't incur any casualties. They were they were very led by making sure that 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 that, 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 that they, obviously. I mean, the other thing is that the other big sea change is that that that, that, that come military action now, um, with the exception, I think, of 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 the, um, the Russians, perhaps um, major military powers now. They do they and they get this wrong all the time is that immediate disclaimer. They are doing their best not to kill civilians. They do or they try awfully hard not to, to kill civilians. Uh, and I know it goes wrong and they know I know they get that wrong and and they mess up. But at least consciously part of what they're trying to do is not do that. Compare yep. that. Compare that to 1939 to 1945, where, where bombing civilians is simply understood as part of the game yep. or the way you do it and part of it is about bringing political pressure onto governments because after all there's been a lot of talk 
in the interwar years about that's how that's how you destabilize a democracy. You know, you bomb its you bomb its population. The population goes, well, we've had enough of this. Thank you very much. The government yeah. falls, you know, which is the which is the duet thing, you know. And so so now we're in a completely different situation where obviously civilian loss of civilian life isn't part of the equation. In the Second World War, you would shell the shit out of a town if if you had to. And if there were civilians caught in between... Yeah, absolutely. And it's also... You would, but that you would, is also you would, understood by civilians at the start of the war. Because, you know, having been yeah. doing all this work recently on the, on the outbreak of war in 1939 and looking at all these Enders diaries and stuff, you know, it is absolutely clear that that is what they're expecting. Yeah. You know, they are expecting hordes of bombers to come over and flatten cities. You know, that is what they're talking about. You know, that's what the yeah. government is doing. I know we've yeah. talked about the whole COVID links as, uh, before of, you know, sort of predicting that 250 people are going to, 1,000 people are going to die in Britain yeah. alone and all the rest of it. Uh, yeah. um, uh, you know, and that not coming, coming, proving to be the, 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 you know, that doesn't happen quite as bad. I mean, it's bad, obviously, at yeah. 45,000 yeah. or whatever, 46,000. It's terrible, but it's not as bad as was predicted at the start. And it's kind of the same with the Second World War. But, but that is what people were expecting, you know, that make no bones about it. So those who go to war are going to war on the understanding that lots of civilians are going to be killed. Hitler knows that. Yeah. Stalin knows that. Churchill knows that. Roosevelt knows that. Yeah. You yeah, know, Hirohito so, knows that. Toje knows that. You know, it yeah, is yeah. absolutely well, and in, completely and in the case understood of, that that will happen. And, and in the case of some of the actors, the protagonists you're talking about, there, that's entirely what they have in mind. Of they're, course, of course, absolutely. You know, but, but the, I'm the, saying the, it's, the, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, now because of precision bombing, because of the awfulness of the Second World War, you know, we go around making sure that we don't do that as much as we possibly can, even though, of course, it happens. But but we try yeah. not to. But Unless you're, you know, Assad, yeah. of course, in Syria, where, you, again, you don't care. You're sort of cut from the same cloth. But, but, yeah. but for the most part, that is, that is the aim. But it's just, yeah, uh, yeah you've got to... It's but, just... but, 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 the, but the point is, but the point also is here, is because, because we've forgotten about, in a way, culturally, we've, we've forgotten about if you go to war um, against, you know, not, not... I mean, after all, by the end of the Second World War, Germany and Japan, it's, it's asymmetric but they're still entirely motivated. If you go to war against an opponent who's determined to kill lots of your soldiers, he will. Um, and maybe we've forgotten about that. Maybe we think that warfare is like the last Iraq war, where the Americans get to Baghdad in whatever it was, five days, to bust the, beat up what, which bits of the Iraqi army turn up. And that's that. And only, only you know, or the first Iraq war, where what, it's a couple of hundred people killed on the Allied side, and it's all fine and dandy and we don't we don't see it we don't see what happens when like in sicily a, a battalion will put in, put in an attack and the battalion is essentially destroyed we yep. don't know what that's like anymore so we can't weigh that in the in the invading japan um was the you know avoiding that was the reason they did the atomic yeah, bomb yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, drops but it goes back to my it goes back to my point that 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 you know that is why Kind of studying the past and studying the Second World War it, it is is not just for geeks and people like us who are obsessed with it. Yeah. It, it. It is really important because yeah. you know, as is all history, but but it, it helps you to kind of understand the present and prepare for the future. It should do, it should inform you. That's that's kind of the whole point. Yeah. And I suppose my beef a bit in some of the arguments that for the morality issues that have been coming out over the last few months is the the arguments of have been ill informed and people haven't had enough curiosity to look at a wider picture. Yeah. 
I suppose that's my yeah. point. But Truman also, is- what this week has shown me, this week of, of kind of um, specials on on VJ Day 75 and talking to John McManus and, you know, reminding myself by listening back again to Robin and, you know, discussion now and you having a look at Hell to Pay and all the rest of it is that we've still got an awful lot to talk about. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I'll put my hand up. I know, I know really very, very, very little about any of this. And, um, you know, uh, which is why, um, as our regular listeners will know, if, if, I can, if I can divert to Normandy or the Battle of Honour, I will. But, um, <laughs> but, 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 but it's... I think, but doesn't you know, it make you, you feel curious to know more? Oh, God, of course it does. I want oh, to know everything it, I mean, about you know, it. I mean, I found this when I went to Guadalcanal last year. I went to Guadalcanal, and it was just absolutely blew me away. I mean, I, yeah. I just thought, God, this is the best battlefield I've ever been to. This is just amazing. You know, I've yeah. since then read everything you could possibly read about it, including the Richard Franks book, which is, you know, the best one in the world, quite hard work. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think we've... we've okay. cu- well, so VJ Day, Cyber Relief Day. Um, <laughs> but for you God. listeners, it's just the beginning. Yeah, for the listeners, it's just the beginning. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, the the... the, the it's proving yet again. This is why we're able to just do this for uh, nearly what eighteen months for yeah. days on end, the whole weeks of subjects. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. and we've had we've had. I mean, we've had loads of questions to the VJ people asking lots of questions. I mean, because I mean, one of the things also is there's a there's all this stuff planned. There's all this stuff that is literally about to happen because August is. The, the 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 monsoon scenes season's ending, isn't it? So you can start fighting again. Is that that's right, isn't it? Yeah. So so you've got everything ready to go. You know, like um, for Malaysia, for Singapore, everything all on the all on the on the you know on its uh, starters under starters orders when it ends. So there's lots to look at in that respect. Yep. Um, what's what's you know? It's not that it's not that the 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 war goes like that tail is tailing off when they drop. When they drop the atomic bomb, it's that it's it's about to go up a whole extra gear. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, great anyway. stuff. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Where Cheerio. are you? Where are you, James? By the way. Well, I'm right now, I am. I'm in. I am in Tuscany. God. On essential damn research. You. Damn you! What? I've, the I've third Coldstream uh, Guards passed through here as the HG division you're retreated, a, and uh, lots of partisan activity. Aris Arrigo was saving children. And writing her really? war diary in the Val d'Orcia. Um, lots of uh, Second World War stuff going on here. But literally just around here. So, if, if, well, I'll talk about it another time. But a friend, friend of mine um, I, I knew, uh, um, Reg, he was with the third. He's lived just down the road in right. Wiltshire. And he was right. in the third battalion, the Carlstream Guards, the same one as Professor Sir Michael Howard, actually. Um, ah. And, and he, was, he, was, he was literally just here at Petroya and Sinalunga. Um, and he told me an amazing episode about. Uh, that happened literally just here. So anyway, uh, so so um, yeah, good to be here. Lots to lots to talk about when you're back from Italy, then. Yeah, indeed. Okay, cheerio, James. Happy VJ Day. Yes, and to everyone. Cheerio.